Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This next Saturday night, we will be celebrating, well, I say celebrating because God willing that day will become a day of joy eventually, but Jews around the world will be fasting for the fast of Tisha B'Av, which is the ninth of Av, the saddest day of the Jewish people. It's called the Jewish morning day. And it's a very sad day, as you know in history. It's the day in which the Meraglim, the spies, came from scouting the land of Israel with a bad report. And they created this chaotic uh, scenario for the Jews. They all got, they all began to cry. They didn't want to go into the land of Israel. And at that moment, Hashem got very angry and he said to them, okay, if you're crying for no reason, I'm going to give you a reason to cry. So from then on, the Jewish people have been experiencing a lot of heartache from those days. Uh, the two temples, the first and the second temples were destroyed on the 9th of Av with uh, 500 years of difference. Uh, and we see here that, <clears throat> that the tragedies of the 9th of Av did not end with the destruction of the temples. However, the Romans destroyed the city also of Betar and slaughtered, uh, slaughtered its populace, all the people in this city. This was a very tragic event that happened after the destruction of the second temple and it defeated Bar, Bar the leader of the famous rebellion against the Romans. And this, the Jewish people thought this was, okay, this is the moment that Messiah is coming, it's coming, and it was not coming. And then we are being in exile for the last 2,000 years. So we also see that in these days, uh, the Jews were expelled from, from England on Tisha B'Av, and the golden age of the Spanish jewelry, jewelry in the times of the Inquisition also came on that day was the day in which the papers were signed to execute Jews that didn't convert to the Catholicism. And we see World War I, also a lot of horrors on the 9th of Av, and in the Second World War also, we saw that that day was a very fateful day. So this is something that has been following us for centuries. Uh, these nine days are very serious days. Jews really take a lot of care in not doing things that could endanger their lives. They don't go to the ocean. They don't go into, into pools. They don't take road trips. We do a lot of things to really uh, stay away from trouble because it, it, the energy of the week is not a, a very auspicious uh, energy for us. But we also know that on the 9th of Av, God willing, is the day that Messiah will be born. Our potential Messiah is born on the 9th of Av. And this day eventually will become, from being a day of fasting, it's going to be a day of feasting. So one of the, the questions that we have from this is, uh, why suffering? Why Hashem created exile and why He had to create all this suffering? How do we deal with this? Because it's something that it's in our lives constantly. Everybody has to go through it. Nobody is exempt from it. And we often see sadness as an, an unfortunate yet unavoidable part of life, though it may be integral part of the human existence. It's something that is part of the world. It's part of, of this life. And if we were given the choice, we would run away from it and we would be spared. People run away from pain. That's a natural 
uh, instinctive part of ourselves. We, we run for pleasure and we run away from pain. So what is the benefit in, in suffering? Hashem doesn't create anything that has no purpose. There is a purpose in it. And, um, and so here we will learn what is the, 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 the purpose to suffering. And it says here that in all suffering there is benefit, our sages teach, but the talk of the lips leads only to poverty. When you see a person suffering, the Torah tells you, you don't go to them and tell them, oh, you know what, you deserve what happened to you because you've been, been behaving like this, look what you did. No, the Jewish response when you see someone suffering, you sit next to them, you, you, you embrace them and you cry with them. This is how we deal with it. What the reason that that person's crying, there's a reason and there's a purpose, but it's not into, in, it's not our job to come and be the judges of the world. That's Hashem's job, not our job. Our job is to cry with a person that is, that is uh, suffering. So King Solomon states that while sadness is indeed rough, there is an advantage or benefit that comes with the sad, sadness and suffering. And the Alter Rebbe expounded this idea in the Tanya, in which he says that the verse states, in all sadness there would be profit. The implication is that sadness has no inherent virtue, rather that some profit is derived and experienced from it. Namely, the true joy in the Lord God, which follows from genuine anguish over one's sins at propitious moments with bitterness of soul and broken heart. So Hashem really loves a broken heart. Because when a person has a broken heart, that's when transformation comes. That's when a person can really develop his inner self. He can really come to reveal his true self, who he really is. His essence starts coming out. You know, it says that if it wouldn't rain, we would be completely burned out. Like there would be no trees, no, no flowers. The world would be completely devoid of color. There has to be rain so things can grow and flourish and green and yellow and blue. We need it. It's an essence. It's something that it's needed. So there's two types of sadness. There's two types of, uh, of bitterness, of sadness. And one is conducive to growth and, and, and it's something that is good. And then there's another type of sadness that is not good, that we have to run away from it. The, the Rebbe, the Lubavitch Rebbe said depression is something that you have to run away. It's not a sin to feel depressed, but it can create sinful things. A person that is in a, in a state of mind that is so, so down, 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 can do a lot of damage. So the answer lies in appreciating the different forms of sadness. As the Alter Rebbe continues to explain, there are two different forms of sadness. And one is called sadness or depression, and the other one is called bitterness. And the sadness is called atzvus in, in Hebrew, and bitterness is known as meridus. So atzvus is something when you feel a heavy emotion, when you feel a dark cloud on top of your head, when you don't want to get up from your bed every morning, something's pulling you down, you have no energy, this is what the Rebbe is saying, run away from it. Do whatever you need to do to get out of that. And then there's another one, because this sadness, this asbuz, doesn't create change. It, it, it's the other way around. It creates more chaos. It do, it's not something that is 
active. It's, it's not active. So Mary rules, which is bitterness on the contrast, it's a spur of energy because it's bitterness. It's a galvanizing emotion that propels the spirit to action. It's like when you're so angry about something or, or bitter, like, for example, you, 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 a, a poor person came to ask for sedaka and you said no, you turned them away. And then suddenly you say, how stupid of me, how could I have done that? And you start feeling that remorse, that bitterness inside of you. So next time a poor person comes to ask for sedaka, you're not gonna give him what you would give him, you give him double because of what you feel. This is what the Alter Rebbe is talking about. So bitterness is a rebellion against the current state. It's an emotion that moves us above all else to do something, it propels us. So depression is not an appropriate term for the feeling one has when they are bitter and broken about the fact that they are distant from God and steeped in materialism. Depression is when one's heart is hard like a rock, when nothing can come in. I remember I once visited a lady in the psychic ward and she didn't want to come out of the psychic ward, she wanted to stay there. And I said, but don't you want to come out and see the blue sky? No, I don't care. What do you like to do? Nothing. What motivates you? Nothing. Do you like to feel the sun in your skin? I don't know. There was nothing, nothing that would brighten her eyes. Nothing. She was like dead, but alive. And this is what the Alter Rebbe is telling us. It's like a, a person that has a, a heart that is so hard like a rock that feels nothing. So bitterness or brokenhearted is quite the opposite from it. His heart is very much alive, animated and steered to emotions of bitterness. And this is what brings change in life. So therefore the rabbis of blessed memory said that a person should always excite the good nature that is whenever he perceives in his soul that he's in need of it. And what it means is that it is appropriate to transform the sadness by becoming one of those masters of accounts mentioned earlier. So we have to be a, a person that is always counting what we do. Like at night before, before going to sleep, it's good to look at your day. It's good to look at how it went, how you spoke to your mom, how you related to this person. Did you help this person that came to help you? And, and make, be a master of accountant of your, of your day. Look at what you did or what you missed in your life. And that way, these feelings will spur you to action and will allow you to be proactive in life and not dormant. And, um, and it says here that from Rosh Chodesh Av, which was last uh, Friday, the, till the fast of Tisha B'Av, we reduce our, our business dealings and joyous uh, buildings, such as a father building a house for his bridegroom's son. So we, we decrease our joy in these nine days. There's many things we don't do. We don't, we don't have haircuts, we don't do weddings, we don't have engagement parties, we don't listen to music, we don't buy new clothes. There's things that we abstain ourselves. It's not only we're mourning the destruction of the temples, but it's also we're decreasing our joy. So it's interesting to note why in, in, in the month of Av, the, the sages tell us to decrease in our joy and they tell us what to do to decrease in our joy. They gave us a, 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 a list of things that will allow us to decrease in our joy. But when the month of Adar comes, it's the complete opposite. It says when the, when the month of Adar comes, you have to increase in your joy. You have to be more joyful than normal. 
So, but they don't give us a list of things that we should do that will make us happier. So why this, this paradox here? What is it trying to tell us? So the sages in, insist that the sadness of Av has a, a precise extent and it's carefully laid out by the sages. Why? Because it's nine days that you have to abstain by this, this sadness, but that's it. They don't want us to roam in this sadness for the rest of the year. It's a, a precise time. It's the perfect time for it. And it's like King Solomon used to say, there's a time to dance and there's a time to cry. There's a time for everything. It's a healthy sadness. People are allowed to feel sad. So how it says, you can be sad, but you can never not be happy. This I learned from my teacher, Shimona Tsukernik. She says, you can experience sadness in your life. You can be going through a hard time. You can be crying about it. But at the same time, when you see your child's eyes and he's cute and he's healthy, you can squish him up and say, Baruch Hashem, I'm so happy he's, he's, he's here with me. I love this kid. You know, so we can have both emotions at the same time. It's not that you can have one and not the other. But the sages teach us that sadness is something that has to have a, 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 an appointment. You give it an appointment. You cannot let it linger in you for forever. Because then what it will do is it will draw you down and then the, 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 the purpose of it is gone. Because the purpose of sadness is to say, you know what, we're in exile for 2,000 years because there was no, there was baseless hatred amongst us. We hated each other, we didn't even know why. So you know what, I'm upset about that, it's ridiculous. It's time we start loving each other. So you start doing things and you start being nicer to other people because you know what, you want to bring the, the Geula, you want to bring the redemption. So this is the whole purpose of all this exile, of this sadness, of your personal sadness. This is the purpose. It's not for you to sit down and cry for the rest of your life. That's not what Hashem wants from you. Hashem wants you to take action and bring joy into your life and, and, and change. That's what it is and get closer to Him. So I leave you here. I wish that we don't come to this fast, that Mashiach should come before it. But if we have to fast, I wish you an easy fast, a meaningful fast. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you. Mm -hmm.